Hi, welcome to another PSD cast from Power Systems Design. I'm your host, Alex Palt, and today I've got uh, two gentlemen from a company called uh, Picodian. They're developing uh, lithium battery technology. One's the uh, CEO, Fergus Clark, and the other is the CTO, Yari Limatainen. And uh, I'm actually very glad to have both of you gentlemen on the show. Thank you very much for coming. Delighted to be here, Alex. I'm really glad because, well, energy storage is literally the biggest bottleneck you could point at in almost every frontier that we're dealing with right now. From automotive to Internet of Things, energy storage is critical. Wouldn't you agree, gents? Yes, we see it as a fantastic opportunity for our technology, and we see see energy storage and battery systems as enabling technology for a lot of the the, the, the new applications, the new technology, and new industries that are emerging over the next 5, 10, and 20 years. Mm-hmm. Now, um, our audience is familiar with battery technology uh, in the broad strokes at the minimum. Where does uh, Picodian put their IP to add value to the system? The way we see uh, Picodian, we're a tin films uh, company. Okay, mm-hmm. and the way we see the challenges within the battery technology is to get greater energy density, to get greater power density, to get greater cycle life. Essentially, taking your electric car from 100 or 200 kilometers up to 400, 500 kilometers, and essentially eliminate range anxiety in terms of mobility and also uh, our usage uh, anxiety when it comes to mobile applications like phones. So we see ourselves enabling that uh, that whole uh, curve and that whole uh, uh, trajectory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So do you see this as something akin to what they're doing with nanotechnology and micropowders in the uh, supercapacitor space, or is this a completely different approach? Um, it's sort of loosely, you could say, maybe in that space. But really what we're doing is what we create with our technology, we're using lasers to ablate um, materials uh, that we use then in, in, the, uh, in the battery itself. And what we're doing is with our technology, we're creating nanostructures, so nanoporous materials, high surface area, that allows then um, the battery to be made and manufactured using much more effective use of the materials within the energy system in the battery. Mm-hmm. So how would this differ from the current process of using very thin layers wrapped or very thin layers stacked? You're doing better thin layers? Yeah, we have, uh, this is Yari Limatainen, so we have a few very uh, fundamental differences. Uh, we are using a pathways of deposition, which allows us to be very effective in producing uh, nanoscale particles, which have certain fundamental uh, benefits compared to uh, micrometer level components uh, and that means for example that the uh, that the rate capability is much better diffusion is easier and also the uh, uh, the lifetime of components is, uh, is 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 higher another benefit that we can provide in certain applications is uh, the amorphous structure which have uh, certain benefits uh, regarding lithium for example in lithium ion battery applications and uh, the third uh, example of benefit is that we can produce microcomposite materials in a one-stage process, which also uh, creates a lot of benefits for, uh, for example, in anode development and possibly in the future in, uh, in solid electrolyte uh, space lithium-ion batteries. 
Got it. Got it. Now, one of the big, well, there are two big issues, and they're related, obviously, is thermal management and safety in lithium-ion batteries. Uh, unfortunately, some manufacturers in the industry have been caught cutting corners in the engineering space in an area that is incredibly, incredibly unforgiving to error. Um, how does your technology address the safety and thermal management issues? Well, about safety, of course, safety comes always first. It's obvious to all the producers. Uh, we started the LIP applications in, uh, in uh, thermal mechanical barriers for the uh, polymer separators, uh, mm -hmm. which is, uh, uh, in practical terms, it's a porous aluminum oxide layer on top of the polymer separator, which is critical safety item in the, uh, uh, in the LIP application. Uh, and, uh, and obviously other safety issues are lifetime and, 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 uh, and uh, avoidance of, uh, of, of excessive heating of the components uh, in the battery, which may create mm -hmm. uh, issues uh, uh, in the uh, during manufacturing or during during the use use of the uh, of the LIBs. Got got it. Now, um, since we're talking about uh, this type of a technology, is there are there are there additional uh, manufacturing environmental issues? I mean. It strikes me this is a cleaning process, and I realize some of the more advanced battery manufacturers are, use dry room slash clean room technologies to manufacture batteries. Uh, how critical is environment on the manufacturing process? Yeah, it's a great question. And when we look at the pulse laser deposition technology, we're actually doing this deposition in a vacuum chamber, okay? Mm. When you look so at you our very tight control. We got very tight control, there's no environmental worries. So essentially, we started with the separator coating, the ceramic aluminum oxide, and mm -hmm. we're processing that. Our next step is looking at the, uh, the anode development, which is graphite, and we're working on silicon-doped graphite. And essentially mm -hmm. on our roadmap, what we have is, we can have a one machine, a one system, with multiple deposition stations in series, where you can start with your al aluminum uh, roll, and, and then start building your cathode, your, your um, solid electrolyte, your anode, and then your copper uh, conductor, and then produce the whole battery in a layer in a roll-to-roll -roll system. So essentially, you don't have a big, huge clean room or dry room uh, facility. You've got one system nice, neat, and tidy under vacuum, and basically you can have one system uh, creating the whole lithium-ion battery and cell structure itself. So that's where we're going with the technology, which we think is hugely exciting uh, for the industry. Yeah, actually, the way you present it that way, I agree, because if you can have a sealed machine doing roll-to-roll -roll manufacturing, then any reasonably tidy facility could house it. Absolutely. It's a case of just incoming goods, uh, quality control, um, a reasonably clean environment, and then you're into... Um, a system that can measure maybe 10, 20 meters in length, depending on the number of stations we have, and uh, that's where you can do your battery manufacturing. Essentially, for the industry, we have a lot of consolidation in large manufacturing facilities in low-cost labor uh, countries where there are some certain advantages, 
And uh, the industry is struggling with trying to locate some battery manufacturing in higher cost locations because of footprints and labor costs. But what we're looking here is at a fully automated system with low footprint, which means that the battery manufacturing can be put very close towards the device or the equipment or the OEM uh, manufacturer. Um, which has a lot of benefits in terms of um, transportation and safety and also innovation itself. Exactly. That, now, um, when you say roll-to-roll, -roll, then that leads me to believe that uh, the cell can be either circular, you could roll it back up and make a circular cell, or is it restricted to rectangular uh, shapes once it's been processed? What we would do is uh, on the roll to roll, the roll comes in, and then you, you've got maybe it's a 150 mil, 200 mil roll that comes out at the far end of the system. You can go onto a conveyor belt, onto a cutting system, and then you can cut it out into rectangles for making your typical pouch. Uh, but the shape of the battery itself, depending on your on your cutting, on your architecture, so it's up to the manufacturer then how they actually want the end battery to look like but uh, very, very uh, easy to configure. God, one second, I have to cough. It's all taken out cost. It's uh, getting towards full automation. Uh, no, I apologize. I was just about to cough. I, um, but uh, the auto, yeah, that, that's the part that intrigues me as well, is that the more you can automate this system, uh, you would also then allow battery manufacturer to go closer to a lot of demand spots because there wouldn't be as large a restriction on facility size, number of workers, cost of plant, et cetera. It's exactly the way it's going. You look at um, Tesla in the U.S., they built their gigafactory, still reasonably close to their manufacturing facility where the cars are made. You've got Nevada close to California. You've got Volkswagen announcing in Germany that they're going to build a major manufacturing facility for batteries. So there is a demand where the automotive guys, they really want to have those um, battery manufacturing facilities nearby. So in Europe, Germany is a big location there, um, but there's still a large concentration of the current battery manufacturing in Asia. We see that moving back towards the U.S. and back towards the Europe as the automotive industry embraces the electrical vehicle. They really used to having close and near supply chains. We see we can enable and accelerate that movement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, um, what stage are you currently at? How, what milestone have you reached? What's left to, in the pathway? Yeah, we still have a, a lot of work to do. Um, we started the journey in terms of lithium-ion batteries, focusing on the separator, the aluminum oxide coating. That coating we've had, we've been sampling with several battery manufacturers and separator manufacturers through the last quarter and this quarter. So our development of that is probably going to be H2 this year, and we'll start going into manufacturing samples for uh, production. Following on from that then, we're working on the anodes, which is silicon dote uh, graphite anodes. Uh, we're going through the R&D on that, and the second half of this year, we'll probably produce pilot samples. And then the second half of uh, this year and Q1 next year, we'll be moving into the solid electrolyte and also onto the, uh, the cathode materials. So essentially, we'll have the full portfolio looking maybe uh, 12 to 18 months from now. It's not an unreasonable time frame, 
the battery or the the battery manufacturers, of course, are very uh, very methodical. Uh, they take a lot of care. They evaluate a long time. So I think we're uh, we're on a reasonable track at the moment in terms of what we're doing. We've got a, a nice facility here. We're located in Finland. A great team of people uh, and resources available. So uh, we, we believe we're on the right track, and we're working with the right people in the industry as well. Excellent, excellent. Now, gentlemen, um, where can people go to get more information? Uh, are you looking for partners, or are you looking for end-use companies to work with to develop a final product, or where are you in, where, do you, where are you in the phase as that state? Uh, where can people get more information, and can they get involved at all? Yeah, we have some partners on board already that we're working with, and we would like to uh, work with uh, some more partners uh, in some of the different applications. You've got to look at it that a, a, um, a cell phone maker has different requirements to an automotive maker. So working with different people in different verticals is important to us. And so, yes, we're open to, to partnering with, with more people. And also, uh, we are looking, of course, as, as usual, um, all of this development doesn't come for free. So we are interested in working with strategic partners. We're looking at investors, people to come on board uh, with our program and look at Picodian as an attractive company in the whole uh, lithium-ion battery space, growing at 20% CAGR uh, over the next 10 years. So they can find out more details about our company, our technology, and our roadmap on www.picodian.com. Or they can contact myself, Fergus Clark, on fergus.clark at picodian.com. Excellent, gentlemen. Before I let you go, though, uh, Fergus, Yari, um, I always let my guests have the last word on the show, so it could be a little bit more about the technology or the company or just a word for our audience, but the floor is yours. Well, thanks for the opportunity for talking to you today. Uh, we believe we're, in a, 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 we're involved in a very, very interesting space, and the technology that we're bringing, the post-laser deposition technology, is bringing unique advantages into the space, and it will enable the more efficient and safer processing of uh, lithium-ion batteries. So we're very excited about it. We're very excited about hearing from other companies that are interested in working with us and seeing where our technology can fit into their roadmaps and enable their success. Excellent. I'm really glad to see companies come into the marketplace with new solutions, especially in an area as critical as energy storage. So thank you both, gentlemen, for coming to the show today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Axel. Thanks, Alex. Oh, appreciate it. The, the pleasure is mine. And I want to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Power Systems Design. Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs>